COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can also follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. All right. Um, so this scene, this is bad news, but I. I believe there's a silver lining and I believe that this is not really going to have as much of an effect as people think it's going to have. You've had all these months of New York, of New Yorkers in New York City and, and, and people I know, um, people I know and just people that, 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 um, cause I know a lot of people in New York City and New York and, and New York in general, cause I mean, it's directly connected to Massachusetts. I have lots of friends and family in New York, but 
with, with, with the legalized gray market that has been allowed to flourish or that has flourished over the months in New York, New York City, I think the damage has already been done. And, and also native um, um, indigenous tribes have been selling adult use already from what I've, I've learned. So I think the people of New York have already developed a taste for craft cannabis. And I don't think they're going to really buy that much of the um, MSO cannabis. Like the people already have a taste for, for buying from their neighbor or buying from, from a, a street pharmacist or buying from these gray market vendors. They like the variety of products they can get. They like the, the level and options of edibles they can get. Cause again, these, these bureaucrats are not going to make, 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 fully make it favorable to all of us plant users because again a lot of them a lot of them are, are older people that have not done the plant in decades so the, their knowledge is very out of date if they've ever done it but yes let's read through this article it's not going to take long but again they're, they're, they're again this is a step backwards because you know now you're going to rig it so the mso's are gonna are gonna get are gonna get first crack but I, I don't think that even if you shut down these gray markets, that the people are really going to buy. Like, I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, I think what's going to happen is an accelerated version of what happened in Massachusetts, where, um, where the people were like, um, I mean, you had plenty of people buying $60, $70 eights. But after a while, people stopped doing that. It was just, it was just tours. It was just these boomers that haven't done it in decades. It was just novelty buys. And after a while, you had an oversupply in Massachusetts, and you had, and, and you had these, you had these dispensaries reducing the price. Again, there are some recreational dispensaries now in Massachusetts where you can get an, you can get an ounce for two hundred, two twenty now. You know, and that was because people voted with their feet. That's because of inflation. That's because of people being like, oh, we're done paying seventy dollars for an eighth. We'll just go to our street pharmacies. We'll just grow our own. I, I heard a lot of people when the pandemic started in Massachusetts, like, you know what? I'm done paying 70 and eighth. I'm just going to grow my own. I'm going to vote in my feet. I'm going to get for my, I'm going to get for my uncle. I'm going to get for my buddy. I'm not, I'm not going to these expensive stores. I'm going to get, I'm going to get hemp over the, over the border in, in New Hampshire. I'm going to get some HHC. I don't, I don't need your expensive junk anymore. And, and the market adjusted accordingly. But again, what I would what I would attribute most, the very most, and I have to give I have to give my mentor, um, former commissioner Shalene Title, her her flowers. I have to do it. I'm obligated to every time I can. It's because of her savvy, her savvy, and and excellent and diligent work, and, and putting her neck on the line until until Baker um, didn't reappoint her. She made it so these 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 uh, MSO thugs can't own more than three stores. I think that is why you, you're. I think that's the primary reason why those stores had to reduce their prices, why they can monopolize fully and keep it at keep it at seventy and eighth in perpetuity. Think again. I I cannot thank Commissioner Title enough for the work she did. All right, let's breeze through this article. Four twenty Intel, written by Canvas News. New York Senate passes gray market cannabis bill. The New York Senate has approved legislation that gives officials new authority to advance the state's unregulated cannabis market. The New York Senate voted this week to approve a bill to crack down on the state's cannabis gray market, giving regulators the authority to seize illicit weed and increasing fines for unlicensed operators. 
State Senator Liz Kruger introduced the measure on Sunday, and by Wednesday, the Senate voted to approve the bill, offering an indication of the legislature's interest in addressing New York's unregulated pot market before legal sales of recreational cannabis begin this year. Justin Flagg, a spokesperson for Kruger, said that the bill is designed to empower the New York Office of Cannabis Management, OCM, and the Department of Taxation and Finance, oh, here's the cap, to address the unregulated cannabis reach. But again, I think New Yorkers are going to see, they're going to see Mad Men, they're going to see Columbia Care, and they're going to be like, I can just buy, I can just buy for my, I can just buy for my crap, my craft grower friend that's going to charge me 150 an ounce and I can get 10, I can get 15 to 20 strains as opposed to just, um, five or seven at MedMen. Like, I don't think the rank and file of New York City are going to even really mess with these. Like, they've already gotten a taste for better at this. And it's all because of the work we've been doing. Now, don't, now don't get it twisted. Like, these episodes are still going to make billions upon billions because... You're going to have gullible tourists that are going to be like, oh my God, I have to smoke weed in legal weed in New York City. So you're going to have those morons keeping them plenty rich. But I think the damage has been done with, like the, with, the, with the rank and file New Yorkers, with the rank and file people who live upstate. Like, again, people that live upstate can go to indigenous. They don't have, they don't have to, they can, go, they can go to the indigenous stores. And again, the people of New York slap down Delta 8 and, and, uh, alternative cannabinoid bans so the people can vote with their feet and i think the people have a taste for for, for small growers and small stores it's just going to be the tourists giving it money I, I i believe but again my new york listeners can correct me justin flag a spokesperson all right let me just state senator liz kruger introduced the measure on sunday and by wednesday the state senate voted to approve the bill offering an indication that the legislature is in addressing new york's unregulated pot market before legal sales of cannabis will begin later this year. Justin Flagg, a spokesperson for Kruger, said that the bill is designed to empower the New York Office Management, OCM, and the Department of Taxation and Finance to address the unregulated cannabis retailers, which have become brazenly ubiquitous in Manhattan and other areas since state lawmakers legalized adult use. Yes, you heard it themselves. They said brazenly ubiquitous. If I've been buying gray market weed for a year, I've been, I've, I've reliably had a relationship with, with, with my, my, uh, legacy dealer. I'm going to be very reluctant to go to a real store. If I lived in New York again, I, again, I, I have family. I have close friends there. I have family. I have close family friends there. Like I'm, I'm, I would not go without if I ever lived, if I ever went to New York for any duration of time, but. I mean, for the people that will, they're going to have to go to these MedMen stores. They're going to have to go to the Columbia Care uh, or Rise and, and, and pay $70 or $80 an eighth. And I, I think the rank and file New Yorkers are just like, no, we've been buying real stuff for the past year. And if you're really in a pinch, we can go to Massachusetts, allegedly. Um, we, can, we can go to Vermont. We can, we can take a bus, go to Vermont, get some gray market crap, allegedly. Or heck. We can we can take we can take a road trip up upstate and go to these indigenous stores. We don't gotta take the BS from MedMen. The damage has already been done. If, if people have been buying for a year, you think I'm going back to MedMen? No, I'm not. But again, let's let's continue. The bill is aimed at gray market operators such as retail cannabis stores that have emerged during the but before licensed businesses began operating. Flag said. In 
Flagg said that Kruger drafted the legislation with cooperation from the OCM and the tax and finance department, noting that the action was prompted by the difficulty of enforcement against several illegal cannabis stores and that have been hard to shut down under existing statute. The bill gives the OCM the authority to seize illicit cannabis and expand the authority of taxation and finance department to assess fines against unchecked cannabis operators. The measure also doubles civil penalties for anyone who knowingly possesses illicit pot, which is defined as taxable cannabis products from which no tax has been paid. Flag clarified the legislation appeal uh, applies to any cannabis product that has not been grown by or purchased from the cannabis business licensed by the state. Fines for illicit weed double in New York. Fines for illicit cannabis would be increased from 200 an ounce of flour to 400 per ounce. Yikes. Fines for other cannabis products would also be doubled, with edibles rising to $10 per milligram of THC and concentrates to $100 per gram, while the fine for each of for each illicit cannabis plant would jump to a hundred to a thousand bucks. Again, this is tyranny, really. The bill also allows the taxation and finance department to revoke certificates of registrations that sell or possess illicit cannabis. Flag said that restraining the illicit market is, is in part of the safety issue because of the unlicensed operators do not follow packaging rules and other regulations designed to curtail cannabis use by children. You can buy alcohol ice cream in most grocery stores. Like Haagen-Dazs has like rum ice cream. There's all sorts of alcohol ice cream. Just go to a supermarket and get off the flipping cap. Again, I like I keep saying most of your lawmakers are boomers that have not done since the 70s, the 80s, or, or, or 60s. Their, their perception is completely out of date, you know, the only thing they know about marijuana is, 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 is what their grandkids sell, okay? They just see it as a, again, they grew up in the era where they got to do it willy-nilly, and then Reagan threw the hammer in the 80s and started drug testing everyone. And that's their perception by default is that it's bad. So they're going to they're going to throw in these restrictions. It's, it's bound. It's going to happen. It's going to happen until you until you replace the entire legislature of all 50 states and U.S. territories with people that love the plant and people that have grown up using it, either for medical or recreational purposes responsibly. You're going to have to get rid of this old guard that associates um, the plant with being with being locked out of the middle class. You're going you're gonna to have to get rid of these old school people because they're dragging us down globally. They really are. You're going to have to vote them all out and smoke them for good politics. If not, you're going to get restrictions that hamper the... Flag said that restraining the illicit market is in part of the safety issue because of unlicensed operators do not follow packaging rules and other re regulations designed to curtail cannabis use by children. Addressing these illegal operators will help ensure that the licensed equity operators have the opportunity to succeed and also help ensure that cannabis products are sold in a responsible way, Flag said. Joshua Waterman, a cannabis grower and co-founder of the Legacy Growers Association, told local media that Kruger's bill was drafted with good intentions, but he does not support the legislation. And I don't either. I don't either. This is going to rain the hammer on people that I, on people that I care for, and I don't like it. I really don't. Although the idea of shutting down dispensaries that are flooding the market with products from other states is something we would support, we just don't see it in this bill, he said.
And I'm afraid this will end up another way for the state to find and penalize low, lower class individuals, especially minorities. Exactly. Waterman added that the bill would strengthen legacy's mistrust of legalization. It's already doing that. Like I'm going, I'm going full Joker now. Like I don't, like I, I almost regret legalization. Dude. Like I think I, I think I'm almost, I'm almost at the point that states should just legalize growing possession, growing possessing, using it anywhere tobacco can be, used, and you know, just letting, just leaving the rest up to the people. Like I, I'm at that point now because. Because the because with with the tools we have at now and the the majority of the people you have in legislature again you have a lot of boomers and you have a lot of of Xers with that same mentality. I have not done this crap since the sixties, seventies, eighties, and early nineties, and I only know about about the only things I know about this plan is what my kids or grandkids tell me, and 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 my and my, and my dumb shenanigans in the seventies, and I'm I'm leg I'm gonna legislate based off that. That's what I that's what I've seen in these 19 to 20 states. Waterman added that the bill will threaten legacies grow mistrust of legalization and make them less likely to join the market, which has been a goal advanced by lawmakers and regulators. Again, every 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 state needs to just copy Oregon. They got it right. But again, people feel they have to reinvent the wheel and people feel they have to they have to legislate on bias. The state and the OCM keep saying they want to include and incentivize legacy future to the legal market water. Quote, putting out a bill to stop legacy growers before releasing applications for licensing is disgraceful and truly shows where lawmakers stand when it comes to the legends that created the cannabis industry without ever asking for something. End of article. Yeah, they're trying to gentrify us counterculture people out of our culture and just make weed for soccer moms and craft beer dads. But we won't let them. Enough from me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore IamCannabisSativa. You can find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. And also, you can find me on Getter at ICSativaPod. But I do have one last thing that I want to talk about. Who says we don't have fun now and again? Who says we don't? I bought a new hat that I got on Monday, and I really want to show this hat off to you. As you know, I, I I'm I'm both a pat I'm both a Patriots and a Packers fan. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a short form version of why I also support the Packers. Um, I've always been into technology my whole life. I I grew up watching things like the screen saves and uh, tech TV. And um, Kevin Rose is one of my heroes. And um, his grandfather um, played for the Packers. And I was an avid watcher of Dignation. Um, um. For most of the time, it was on uh, mid 2000s. I mean, no, yeah, when it ended in like the 2010s or so. Yeah, I've 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 been a fan of that podcast, and and I and I attribute that podcast as to why I have over a thousand episodes. Just watching that, I I wanted I wanted to be like Kevin and Alex so much, you know, while I was in high school watching Dignity. I I wanted I wanted to always do this, and you know, it's my way to show some respect and uh, thank thank the people above me. So yeah, this gnarly hat. This is from the '90s. Um, Super Bowl 31 was played in the '96 season against my Patriots, and my Patriots got destroyed by um by by Favre and the Packers. Super Bowl 31, and and, and the reason why I also bought this hat is because the um Super Bowl 31 logo is reflect ref reflective of um Louisiana and um Mardi Gras. 
And my family, my family before I was born lived in Louisiana. And in the 90s, I, I, I ate crawfish. I grew up eating crawfish. So fun fact, um, who says we can't have a bit of fun now? So yeah, let me show you most of it. So that's, so their first, so they won Super Bowl. Again, they won championships before there were Super Bowls. They won Super Bowl one. And they won Super Bowl two, and then thirty one. This one does not not have Super Bowl forty five on it, sadly. But um, hopefully they make a hat like this. But th yeah, this hat was made, I think, in like ninety seven or so. Peace out, ciao, and stay Medicaid, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor and you can do this by going to H https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.